Well, hello and welcome everybody to the next episode of the Westlake Daily Podcast. Now, 2020 may have brought you coronavirus, but it's also brought you a ringside seat to our roundtable discussion on the best and the worst things of being a pastor's kid. And in part one, we looked at the worst things. In part two, our panel is going to discuss the best things about being a PK. And just as a reminder, in the blue corner, we've got David Atkins, Jonathan Hadley and Andrew Simon. And in the pink corner, Anna Clement, Joe Ashuk, Naomi Tiller and Lydia, Hannah and Katie Slack. All right, that's the worst stuff. What's the best stuff about being a pastor's kid? Uh, <laughs> next question. <laughs> I think it's really cool that you can know lots of people in the church and while that does have disadvantages like Anna was saying about maybe feeling like people's eyes are on you, it also has a lot of advantages that you feel like you have a big family and lots of people that you can spend time with and have fun with and have conversations with people older than you or younger than you and just get a really nice diversity of relationships. And subjects of conversation, like fibre optics to <laughs> raising kids or whatever. Cartography. Exactly. <laughs> Anyone else? The best things? I mean, obviously, yeah, giving the politically correct answer, I suppose, is that, you know, I was introduced to God and Jesus and, and all those sort of really clearly positive thing very easily which was great clearly for me but just on a more kind of daily basis shall we call it I think the best thing was the fact that because there were always people coming to our house and in and out we had people for Sunday lunch and people staying with us and you know all that kind of stuff it really helped me develop a good sense of social skills I suppose is the best way to put it you know I'm pretty good talking to people and that kind of thing which I, I think comes from that upbringing really which is you know a benefit to me now in adult life anyone else I think for me, it was, I guess, being able to ask my questions at home. So my dad's more of a teacher than a preacher, and his sermons are like two hours long minimum. Wow. We can count ourselves lucky. We only get three points. <laughs> being able to go home and like sit down with my dad and just, you know, like go through the sermon again or talk about it and have him teach me a lot of different things. Like I get it on a more personal level, which I thought was really amazing and has really helped me build a very solid foundation in life, I would say. These are all very deep answers. I'm going to go a bit more superficial. I think that one of the best things is having access to all of the leftover whatevers. Kind of food <laughs> thing happening. Here it's potluck. There it's whatever donuts were left over from the Bible study groups. <laughs> I was also thinking like as much as it can be exhausting being the last people there, it's also often sometimes when we have the most fun, when it turns into like a dance party or just general craziness and, and mother yelling, come and get your coats. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great to see so many different people serving and helping out and seeing more aspects than just filled chairs and a sermon. There's just so much more to church and that's what I really love about it. Yeah. yeah, I think you feel really like, I guess, in the thick of it, like you feel kind of automatically directly involved, which is great, especially when you have like a variety of really cool people because you kind of get your free ticket into the middle of it. Yeah, yeah that's what I really liked about or the thing I preferred was to be involved in all the activities of the church 
and having access to all the behinds and how they prepare everything for weeks and weeks before are just helping and just being there and play with my brother but just looking at how it was going and talking with people or playing with people was just super funny and cool yeah i think that an appreciation for how much work goes into running a church when you get to see all the behind the scenes and that was something like when anna first got here you know i was like oh she's a pretty cool person and then anna said oh, I want to help out with uh, the childcare and I want to, I'm going to help break down and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. That's really nice of her to help. And then I realized, oh, she's a PK. But she understands. Really, there's a solidarity in PKs. Actually, three of my best mates all passed the kids as well. I think there's something unique about us that we group together. We, we've got a similar <laughs> shared experience that we, uh, we're all in this together, guys. Uh, it's, it's good. But it's interesting what you say because you do get Maybe this is going back to the sort of the, the some of the one of the prices of being a, a pastor's kid. Is you just get to volunteer. You, you end up being a volunteer, right, for everything. It doesn't matter. You're always volunteering for something. <laughs> Every <right>? rotor. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I think actually Westlake summed this up brilliantly for me. You know, when we do the the setup on a Sunday morning, you know, eight a.m. in the morning, you know, it's setup time, and on the occasions on there, invariably the poor slack girls. There they are. You know, it's, Probably before most of your peers have even realised it's Sunday, you're laying cables and lugging chairs around. <laughs> but that is what pastors' kids do, right? You were, you're there. You've got to be yeah, there. Yeah, I, I also think it's pretty cool, meaning how you're thrown into serving, but actually you realise it's actually fun. And so when you then go away for a certain amount of weeks, you're like, I actually miss teaching the three to fours, or I miss like <laughs> worship band. Like right now, for example, I miss playing with people in the band going wild on the practice before the service <laughs> and it's a bit more serious but like it really is cool to be thrown into serving and then seeing how actually it is really fun and fulfilling and you learn to distinguish an hdmi from a vga cable True. very uh-huh. important knowledge some of us learn slower than others making <laughs> <laughs> no names jonathan yeah. But it's a great uh, thing to do, is to do the setup on a Sunday morning. It is. Yeah. For that yeah. It's a very <laughs> fulfilling. It's a high calling. Turn this into an advert for the <laughs> You too can see what it's like to be a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone got any other good and bad things to say? I thought of, it's not really a good and bad thing. I was just thinking the other day, like at work, we were tidying up the room and I picked up this stack of chairs and this girl goes, oh, don't do that. You'll hurt yourself. And you're like, no, I am quite fine. I know what I'm doing. (laughs) I know how to move chairs. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, like kind of what Naomi was saying. There is a sense of the feeling of responsibility that you get as a PK does carry over to other places in life. I feel like not many people actually get a chance to really be responsible for something like a church service, which involves, you know, preparing something for hundreds of people. Like that's a pretty unique opportunity. And I definitely would never trade that for anything. Yeah. And and sort of building on that, I think the experience you get as a PK is just extremely unique. Like I remember being 10 years old or whatever at a Bible study and like, you know, writing, making notes, how to cast out demons, what is a demon, you know, (laughs) and just going around with my dad, watching him pray over demon possessed people or healings happen and things like that. 
it became so much of my day-to-day experience that it wasn't surprising anymore and I just sort of expected it. And I think that's a really unique experience to see God in that way, just being manifested over and over again in different situations that I don't think I would have gotten any other way. I, I concur with that. I think using the, the unique word again, it's a, a pastor's calling is a unique calling, right? It's um, I know maybe I was slightly different to the rest of you. My dad didn't become a pastor until I was in my teens. So I saw him in his, his pre-pastor and then his pastor mode. And I think one thing that really was clear to me is just what a dedicated life of service being a pastor is, you know, both spiritually to your congregation, practically. And I think as a pastor's kid, you really get to experience it. I think for me, you know, as a teaching point, to be a pastor, it's a real dedicated life of service, dedicated life of prayer. You actually have a lot of support. It's also quite a lonely life, I think, at times. You're very exposed. You're challenged on a lot of different things. And I think watching my dad and seeing how he experiences pastor's life, I think, you know, it really taught me some of the things about the importance of a prayer life, how dedicated he was in prayer. And in tough times, how he was able to battle through. But then also, in, you know, those joyous moments where you have know, baptism or uh, someone coming to faith, how much that was a great joyous moment for him. That was what his calling was. And I think as pastors' kids, you get to see that from a different angle, which I think for me personally, it's been a really real benefit to my, uh, my, my own spiritual life. That's great. Well, thank you, everybody, for all of that. That's really great. Well, there you go. Just remember, you heard it here first. God bless you all.